Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Cormac and Sir here on Room 104. And, you know, there's been stigmas going around for years if you're a gamer that if you game too much, you're going to get aggressive and violent and lonely and depressed and hate the world and cause mass murders. Mad stuff going on. But can online gaming and gaming of any sort have any positive benefits to you? Is there some stigmas that we might need to address? Is there some, uh, is there another side of the coin that the angry parents don't want you to know about here in 2021 and you might have been gaming a hell of a lot more over the last year as well but uh, joining us to talk about that question and a lot more questions when it comes to gaming is a psychologist is a research director is, a, is an award-winning author as well she set up a, a organization called take this which you can find online at take this org on twitter but trying to debunk, debunk some of the stigmas and misconceptions around mental health and gaming and providing supports as well but we're delighted to welcome onto the show dr rachel Coward, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing really well. I'm so glad to have you on because, you know, I grew up being told, get off the PlayStation, get off the Sims, get off your <laughs> Nintendo because it's really bad for your brain. Yes, uh, it's there's no evidence to suggest it's bad for your brain. Like if you look at the 20 plus years we've been studying games at the end of the day, the results are more positive than negative or at the very least neutral. So we can start there as our baseline for the discussion. It's not ruining your brain. Oh, well, that's good. It kind of, that kind of just fly in the in the face of it, I suppose, of, again, like all of us who were brought up in the social said, we're told you can spend too much time on it. There are negative consequences to it. And you're better off going out onto the street and playing with real friends instead of locking yourself in your room. Oh, there's so many loaded phrases in there. I heard them too from my parents. I mean... Just with everything that came before it, you know, the same panic we had about crossword puzzles, the same panic we had about Dungeons and Dragons. And now today you see we talk about Dungeons and Dragons as it's super creative and a great way to spend your time. And maybe one day video games will end up there as well. But research wise, we are there. Games are great stress relievers. They're great for social connection, as you pointed over the last year. Honestly, I think they've been the saving grace of the last year for a whole lot of us. Now, is there a difference between the types of games you might play and the benefits that they have? Yes, absolutely. So depending on what you play, um, will inherently change what you get out of it. If you're playing online with friends, there's going to be more social benefits. If you're playing a game that has a lot of puzzles, like your Legends of Zelda's or your Tetris or those kinds of things, you're going to gain different kinds of skills and abilities. But across the board, every game has something to offer, even like Grand Theft Auto, which I know gets a lot of hate in the uh, from parents everywhere because of the explicit content. But there are things to be learned, like visual spatial skills, map navigation, like 
regardless of the content, there are things to be positive things to highlight. Um, like, w- would you ever admit to any of the or acknowledge some of the negatives? Because I got into gaming at the start of the pandemic a little bit more for the social reason. We used to, after work, um, three or four of us would, would just play uh, Call of Duty or Warzone. And I'm terrible at Warzone. Like, I am the worst player in the world. But I got really, really angry because I kept getting killed early. And then the lads would go to bed and it's four or five o'clock in the morning. Morning, and I'm just like, no, 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 I need to finish on a, on a good note. You know what I mean? And I got to the point where I had to delete it off my PlayStation because I looked in the mirror one night and I looked like hungover, bloodshot eyes. And I was just getting really, I was getting really narky and I wasn't sleeping properly. And I was just having a huge, you know, a lot of negative impacts. So I was like, the best thing to do is to just um, is cut ties with it at the moment because it was causing too many problems. But I mean, obviously there's probably a balance and when to know when you're maybe doing a little bit too much of it. Absolutely. I mean, anything, too much of anything is not a good time. Uh, And games are inherently engaging. You want to play them. You want to be better at them. I'm also so bad at first person shooters. So I understand that sense of frustration uh, that comes with being killed first always. Um, So yes, there are definitely negative things to consider. If someone, you know, if your child, for instance, if parents usually are the most concerned is having, you know, staying up too late, missing school, missing work, then, you know, there's a conversation to be had there. So what did your research look at then in particular? Specifically the social impact of games. So how engaging socially online can impact our ability to engage socially offline. So this can again from concerns of parents this was height of world of warcraft era is when i kind of got into this work and it was my kids are engaging online online friends aren't real she said in air quotes which you guys can't see that i'm doing right now Hmm. um so that must have a negative impact but actually research has found that's not the case we're not seeing a difference in social ability we're not seeing a difference in the way that these friends are perceived online friends can be great sources of social and emotional support now are you just being funded by the big gaming corporations to come out and peddle this stuff because so many people it just sounds counterintuitive that being locked away in a room makes you or, or at least doesn't have a negative impact on your your social skills yeah so i am not paid <laughs> by the big companies and i'll be fully transparent when i started this research i 100 expected to find negative outcomes because i was training to become a therapist i was seeing parent after parent with the same concern and i thought inherently from the outside in it seems like something should be happening but that's that's not what the research says and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that online friends are not kind of this separate black box category, right? I play with my neighbor or I play with my husband or I play with someone online and then I meet them at a convention, right? These relationships are very fluid. It's not just kind of like all or nothing. And is there a time limit that you should put on yourself if you are into gaming or does it matter? I mean, there's no magic number for everyone. It's going to be different. If it's starting to get in the way of doing things that you need to be doing, then that is too much. I would say, you know, I strain is a real concern. You need to look away for 20 seconds every 20 minutes or so to try to prevent that nearsightedness from kicking in. But other than that, it's about balance, really. There's, um, I, I know a lot of people who listen to the show would be big gamers as well. And there might be some young people who are, let's say, 17, 18, 19, maybe still living at home and getting abuse off their parents for playing these games. What is the best way to convince their parents that this is actually a really, really good, important thing that they should be doing more of, or at least they shouldn't be getting flack for doing it? Mm. I think a good good advice for the kids, and it's also the advice I give to parents, is show them what you're doing. I think a lot of it is just the mystery. I see my kid alone in a room talking to people on a headset that I can't see. Show them, you know, look, I'm exploring these 
vast, amazing world, or I'm leading teams on Fortnite, or I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z, what I'm building cities in SimCity, whatever it might be doing. By getting rid of some of the mystery, then maybe that will help parents see, you know, oh, look, he's playing with his friends at school who he has to still stay six feet away from and can't really play basketball with at the moment right now um, or whatever it might be. That's really interesting as well, because when we were younger, obviously we were told gaming is really bad and, you know, it's going to wreck your your brain and stuff. And then we spoke to people making huge amounts of money from gaming. Yes, it is a big industry. It is it is more lucrative than movies, music, and television combined. Yeah, it, it, it's nuts. And even like uh, there's there was an, there's an Irish, uh, Jack Septa guy is his name, but he's an Irish YouTuber slash streamer. Sorry, yeah. And, and he was in a recent, um, he was in a recent movie, what was a free guy with Ryan Reynolds. So, I mean, as you, as you said, they're that big now and that powerful and that they're, it's a career for uh, for a lot of people. But over the years, you've obviously been looking into various different aspects of, of, of gaming and the different psychological impacts that it might have. What are some of the maybe just misconceptions that you feel are most prevalent out there that you think should be time to put to bed? That people who play games are antisocial. That's a big one. Games are incredibly social. Even single player games are social. I mean, our Playstations are networked with achievement boards and chat rooms and all sorts of things like that. That's a big one. And then, of course, the violent video game argument, which I has been beat to death. Um, You know, we've done thousands of studies. That was a bad analogy. We've done thousands of studies looking at the impact of violent video game play. Um, and there's been no impact on, on real world aggression or real world propensity to commit violent crime. Uh, so that one that one needs to go. We still see that one in the headlines periodically. And how do you see it changing then? Because I'm noticing kids have their iPads now. They're playing Roblox, Minecraft, you know, totally different to what we would have grown up with. What are we going to see in the next 10 years, do you think? Oh, goodness. I think more virtual reality, um, more augmented reality. And then, you know, then people will say, oh, those those 2D games weren't so bad. It's the virtual reality that's mm-hmm. really bad now. And we'll just see it continue on the same old, same old. So then for your for yourself, then what would be your go to games that you, your, your preferred games to play now when you get a bit of downtime? Oh, I love myself uh, role playing games. So Final Fantasy, Legend of Zelda those kinds of games, but I have three small children. So it's more like Animal Crossing, check my mail, <laughs> things that I can do really quick. Yeah. Do you know what we should do as well? Like for the last hour of the show, maybe that we could just bring the PlayStations in studio and just be playing live on the air. And we'll be like, yeah, it's fine. We're streaming. This is work. We have to get around it some way. But um, you, I know you um release a lot of really interesting videos on the topics of, you know, uh, the psychological impact of gaming and the different research that comes out when things are linked to gaming and you debunk a lot of maybe misleading articles or headlines that come out. Um, what? Where's the best place to kind of follow you online and your YouTube and your social medias? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Cowart. That's D-R-K-O-W-E-R-T. And on YouTube, you can find me at Psychgeist, P-S-Y-C-H-G-E-I-S-T. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks for having me. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. 
Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.